welcome to another edition of the Go Do Sports Podcast. Talking to you over these airwaves is sports editor Austin Hoff with me. Evan, you want to introduce yourself? With you as always, the sports reporter of the Goshen News, Evan Leepak. I don't report on any sports. I'm just the editor. You are the sports editor slash sometimes also sports reporter. Yes, and you are sports reporter slash sometimes never sports editor. Well, that's so. a lie. At least once or twice a week. Well, that doesn't, Gotta just, put the pages you, you together. The, that doesn't mean you're the editor. You just put the pages together. What, is, what else would an editor do? I don't, I don't understand what the title would be. You don't. You didn't put the, make the schedule to put you in charge of making the paper, did you? No. Same. There you go. You're what? not the editor. Okay. Well, then next time someone else can put the pages together. How about that? Fine. You Maybe be... Rich here would like to do it. <clears throat> yeah, we have Rich Flyback <laughs> as our guest <laughs> podcast producer today. Um, Sheila's enjoying vacation time, which we will enjoy, I think, at some point this summer. So fingers crossed. <laughs> Knock on wood, right? Um, That's the okay. plan, but we'll see. All right, let's get into. Uh, we had a busy week, believe it or not. Uh, you might have known that from our past episodes, talking about how this is like the busiest week of the f- spring. I almost said fall again. Busiest week of the spring. Uh, we have crowned a semi, or excuse me, a, soft, a softball regional champion in the Fairfield Lady Falcons. How about that? Beat South Adams 10-0 in the regional Tuesday night. Evan, you were there. Uh, the regional rampage is what we put in the headline for the paper today, and that's what it looked like. That was my idea. I'll take credit for the headline. Right. Thanks. That's, that's, Appreciate that's it. A very good editor move if you put regional <laughs> rampage in the, as the headline. So, Yeah. Um, the Lady Falcons, first of all, is that... Do you think that some people a fan say of Lady that? Falcons? Some people just say Falcons. It's fine. But yeah, awesome game. Really, I mean, it wasn't an awesome game. It was an awesome game if you were a Fairfield fan, obviously, or on the Fairfield team, or John Skibby, for <laughs> that matter. Um, I was, I mean, I was kind of surprised that it went that way. South Adams came in. They obviously seventeen and twelve, or they were mm-hmm. eighteen and thirteen coming in. So the record was respectable. Right, and they had just beaten Adam Central in the sectional. Adam Central was like twenty-two and three, so South Adams had pulled off a mini up, a big ups. I'm gonna say a big upset, but a mini upset to get mm-hmm. there. So they were playing well. Obviously, everyone's playing well by yeah. the time you get to regional. But yeah, so I was assuming, really assuming it was gonna be a close game. I didn't know if Fairfield was gonna win, obviously, because mm-hmm. this is one of the best teams they've played probably this season. But from the jump, I mean, you you looked in. I looked in their dugout. I looked at Fairfield's dugout. They looked loose, but they also looked really locked in and focused. And it just didn't seem the same on the South Adams side. And that's kind of how it played out on the field. Right away, Fairfield. Kayla Miller, she was a beast in the circle. Five innings. You know, it was a complete game because it mm-hmm. ended in five innings. But five innings, she only gave up three hits, no runs. So she was on her game again. And they scored right away a couple runs in the bottom of the first. And they were just off and running after that six runs later in the game mm-hmm. to really blow it open to make it 10 nothing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't what I expected, but uh, mm-hmm. they ended up winning 10 nothing, advancing fourth regional championship under uh, John Skibby. Yeah. So congratulations was, to them. That was the uh, – of the three games we covered Tuesday night, that was definitely the score that jumped to me the most because I, I figured that would be a close game. I wasn't sure – you know, South Adams kind of has some pedigree to them as a program, and, and Fairfield does as well under Skibby. So it's not like both these are not not like either program was like new to the 
bright lights or whatever of the regional stage. But the way that they came out and just hit the ball, like I saw that it was 10 nothing after four, I was like, whoa. And then it's like, oh, wait, they could win this thing like right here. Like you almost forgot the run rule comes into play now because they were the home team. Shut them down to the top of the fifth, and that was it. So uh, that was impressive. You know, I, I think if you had told me at the beginning of the year that Fairfield would be our last softball team standing going to semi-state, I don't know if I would have believed you 100%. Just because, I mean, obviously we didn't know anything really about a lot of teams because we didn't have 2020, of course. But just going back to 2019, you know, Fairfield was a solid team. They were in the 3A sectional uh, at that time, they lost to Lakeland in the final uh, when Lakeland was a really solid team that year. And, you know, they were good. They weren't, they weren't like stellar, but obviously, and then you have a year off, so you have no idea what to expect. So the fact that they're 25 and 4, you know, sitting here going into a semi state against uh, a Western Boone team that on paper, you know, Fairfield is probably the favorite to get to that semi state championship game on mm-hmm. Saturday. So, like, it's kind of crazy. Like they, they have a legitimate chance to be a Final Four team here, um, going into that, going into this weekend. So, might be surprising. It might have been surprising. Like if you go to the back to the beginning of the season, you right. see what they did against <laughs> Northridge, losing eighteen nothing. That was tough. I mean, you're thinking, where do you go from there? But credit to them because they really, they really woke up after that game. They've really put it all together in all three facets. Like. Batting, pitching, and defense, they're the most, out of all the teams in our coverage area, they've turned out to be the most complete team Yeah, out of all of them. Yeah, so, them and Northridge for sure, like, top two, like, in terms of, like, they do everything well, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. You rarely see them make mistakes, at, yeah. ever. So, um, yeah, they, they are really solid. You know, it's kind of, cause it's, it's kind of strange because, like, Kayla Miller, like, she's a, she's a really solid pitcher, but she's not, like, overpowering, really. And, like, Abby Hostetler or an Alexis Antel, so she kind of, like, flies under the radar a little bit. And all of their players are, like, just really solid softball players. Like, doesn't feel like they have, like, a true standout stud and that maybe makes them more dangerous because their lineup is so balanced. It's like you don't there's there's not an easy out one through nine, and that makes them so difficult to to game plan against. I think they have nine hitters with an average of three hundred or better or something like that. Like that's mm-hmm. really hard to game plan against, you know. So yep. eight uh, seniors, two juniors, a lot of veteran leadership. Skibby says that's a big reason mm-hmm. for the success they've seen as well. Yeah, so. and also I want to make a point out that uh, uh, this is a very successful year as a whole for Fairfield girls sports in general. I saw uh, Brody Garber tweet this out, the girls basketball coach. I'm going to pull it up quickly here. Uh, Fairfield girls sports this year, cross country qualified for the regional volleyball, won regional championship and had an amazing five set match in the semi-state to Wapahani. That's probably the best high school event I've covered this year for sure. And maybe like in my three years here, it was that good. Um, Basketball won a sectional championship. Girls tennis was in the regional final, undefeated. And now softball is a regional champ going into a semi-state. Where, again, we mentioned they could win their first game on Saturday. It's at Frontier High School down in Chalmers, Indiana. This was originally supposed to be played at LaVille, which is only 40 minutes away. And now it's in Chalmers, which is two hours and 15 minutes away. Get that mileage, though. Mileage money for the win, I guess. Um, Weibo, Western Boone. Comes in with a 19-11 and 11 record. They just beat Whitco in the regional. Uh, 10-0. Whitco was an 11-12 and 12 team. So, got a little bit of a break there. Uh, did the uh, did Weibo. So, 
What's the mascot? I just totally blanked on the mascot. <laughs> did the, uh, I was about to say the, uh, uh, they're like did something. the Weibo? They're just the Weibo. Um, they, they won three games in their sectional, uh, including a nice 8-1 win over Seeger in the final. Seeger was 20-3 and going into that game, so they, you know, picked up a big win there. Um, so they have, uh, you know, Hannah Redland is their pitcher, looks like, main pitcher, 12-4, 1.93 ERA. Uh, and then Emily Kanye, a sophomore, is their leading hitter, 436 average. Maya Fisher is their big power hitter, five homers for her, 32 RBIs, leads the team in both categories. Uh, so they they have a couple nice players, it looks like. I mean, Fairfield has good players, too. When you're playing at the semi-state, chances are you have some good players uh, in the lineup. But, uh, again, on paper, in theory, these are all theoretical on paper things, Fairfield will probably go in as the quote-unquote favorite to win that game. And then on the other half of the bracket is Frankton at 18 and five against number one Pioneer, 32 and two. Uh, so, you know, Pioneer seems like they're unstoppable at this point. They uh, seem like a Pioneer type program. Yeah, they yeah. are pioneering for sure. Uh, yeah. They have they are going for the sweep of the high profile girls sports. Um, and what do I mean by that is that they won. Volleyball state championship in 2A, and they won girls basketball state championship in 2A, and now they have a chance to win the softball state championship in 2A. So they could go that senior class. There's probably a couple players that have played on all three teams because they're such a small school. So there's a chance that some of these seniors have a chance to three-peat in state championships this year, which, I mean, how does it, it doesn't get much better than that. Three rings. It doesn't get much better than that, do right? They get, do they get rings? They do get rings. Get Northwood rings. Girls Basketball got rings when they won. So, yeah, it's a, it's a run out of room. You get a, you get a blue. On their left hand. A blue ring. Or right hand. Blue ring. So, the blue is the color of champions in Indiana, so. Like the the crystal or whatever is right, blue? The or diamond is blue. The diamond or yeah. the whole thing is blue? The diamond is blue. Okay, so. that's good. Yeah. So it would look kind of dumb if the whole thing was blue. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. You never know. Whatever. So, anyway, Saturday, 11 a.m., Pioneer and Frankton. Approximately 1 p.m., Fairfield, Western Boone. Softball semi-state winners of those two games play in the semi-state championship game, 6 p.m., all at Chalmers, in Chalmers, Indiana, at Frontier High School. It's about 20 minutes north of Lafayette, so... If you're looking for something to do in case Fairfield wins that first game, you got Purdue kind of nearby, bigger city to maybe explore if you've never been down to Lafayette. I've never actually really walked around Lafayette or West Lafayette. So Is that what you're going to do? I, if, if they win? If Fairfield wins, yeah. I mean, even if they lose, I might go get a bite to eat or something down there. and Go check out the Boilermakers campus? Yeah, see how it stacks up to Missouri's campus, which, you know, it probably doesn't. But probably doesn't. Yeah. Probably. I'll, I'll even say it probably doesn't. Mm-hmm. But who knows? <laughs> so... So yeah, should be a good game. Should be should be a fun Saturday afternoon. Um, let's go to the, some of the other sectional, or excuse me, regional softball games that we had Tuesday night. Uh, Northridge, they can't get over Penn, man. It's just a mental. It's a mental thing. I feel like at this point they it's lost five. Right? Well, it's, it's their kryptonite. kryptonite, man. I called it. I called it their biggest demon in my story because they just can't get over Penn for some reason. Lost to him in the regular season. Lost to him in the regional last year. Lost to him Tuesday night, 5-3. Wasn't uh, the regular season game like 5-3? It was 5-2. 5-2, yeah, so it was yeah. close. Pretty much the same script. Um, and it was a Penn late rally that, 
you know, won at the both times. Penn scored all five of their runs in the bottom of the sixth. Um, Northridge didn't help, you know, stranding 10 runners in the first six innings of the game. They had first and second with one out, and Chloe Gust up, and she grounds into a double play. You know, they had uh, just just terrible, you know, just terribly bad luck hitting it right to Penn defenders, you know, hitting it hard, but right at the defense, you know, and uh, a couple bang-bang plays at first base went against them. Um, a really bad call against them when it, at home plate went against them. Uh, I... I don't know what the umpire was looking at. I don't. I don't like to blame umpires. I'm not blaming the umpire for the Northridge losing. Because <laughs> Northridge, because Northridge did beat themselves. I mean, they didn't score runs. You know, they had 11 hits. You know, and only scored three runs. They left 10 on base, right? But there were some. That's actually impressive. Really suspect calls um, by the umpires, especially at home plate. The strike zone was very inconsistent the whole night. So. So they had eleven hits. Eleven hits. Their three runs came off of one of one hit. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But top top of the seventh. Hey, give give the Raiders credit. They didn't quit, right? Um, you know, Miner gets on with a single. Then there's an error, uh, drop fly ball, and then Jen Robinson hits a three run homer. All of a sudden, it's five three. Top seven, nobody out. You know, you got your four five six hitters coming up. So it was still right there for the taking for. Uh, Northridge at the end after it looked like Penn had just run away with it but uh, they went down in order after that so uh, Raiders end their season 25 and 4 and uh, you lose a couple obviously very key players Weinert, Nepp, Robertson your top three hitters all seniors uh, graduating this year so but they got the pitcher coming back yep Abby Hostel that will be back next year Meredith Fry uh, I look for her to be the leadoff hitter next year. Chloe Gust set the single-season homer record, uh, seven in a season for in the program history, so she's coming back next year as well. Uh, they're still going to be pretty solid next year. They're probably still the favorite, one of the favorites to win the NLC next year. You know, Goshen returns everyone but one player as well. You know, Warsaw, you know, what can they be? Concord, I know they were struggling this year, but they return everybody. You know, can they take that next step? Um you know, it's going to be interesting softball NLC next year, I think. But uh, obviously, you know, this year, tough way to go out, losing to your arch rival. And uh, Penn goes on to that 4A uh, semi-state down at Harrison, West Lafayette. So The Kings women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Kings women. I know it's the Kings women. It's just the Kingsmen. So. I know. It's just a joke, you know. I know. The lady, the lady Kingsman, which makes no sense. But, you know, that's okay. Yeah, it doesn't. So... And uh, we had one other regional softball game last night. Uh, Wallasee surprising the world as Rich's phone goes off in the middle of a taping. <laughs> so that's great. Got a little um, ding there. <laughs> uh, Wallasee made a kind of a surprise little sectional championship run. They entered the postseason four and twenty-one. Beat Lakeland. Beat Northwood in two dramatic games in the sectional. Played at the regional last night. Lost to a tough Bishop Dwanger team. Only 6-1. I honestly was kind of surprised by that score a little bit, too. I for sure thought it was going to be like 25-2 to or whatever. And Dwanger is just really good. They're 28-4, you know. So, Damn. it just you just thought that, like, Dwanger would maybe run away with it. But give kudos to Wawasee. They hung in there. It seemed like it wasn't like, you know, Bishop Dwanger played all their key players, you know. And just uh, Wawasee showed a lot of heart. But, you know talent eventually you know i guess 
Bishop Dwanger must have just slept on Wawasi. They did. It's really the only... Slapped on him a little bit, but still won 6-1. So. Well, when you think they're going to win, when they're going to... You would assume I, they'd right. run rule them. I thought the run rule game was going to be that one, not the Fairfield-South yeah. Adams one. So. That's what I'm saying. And that's no disrespect to Wawasi. I mean, give credit to those players. They bought into their coach, you know, Coach McRobbie's message of like, hey, postseason's a new season. Like, we can win this. Like... They played their hearts out. Like, that is kudos to them, and this is huge for that program. They have a lot of their players coming back next year. You know, their starting pitcher, Haley Allen, is only a freshman, so she'll be, you know, around for the next couple of years. So, you know, it's, this is a pro, it's a great experience for them, you know, going in to next year to build off that. Hey, we, we got to a regional. We didn't get embarrassed playing Bishop Dwanger. Like, we can build off this. You know, it's a great message for Chloe McRobbie and, and, and the company down there. So, kudos to them for hanging tough, but Dwanger's just too much, you know? What are you laughing about? What I do? I, I don't even say anything the wrong. The company, what? The company. <laughs> Coach McRobbie and company. Like, okay. company. The players, the coaches. The program maybe be a little better. Anyway, <laughs> we're, down to one, we're down to one softball team, Fairfield. Again, semi-state Saturday. Two games, chance to go to the state championship on the line. It's pretty exciting. I really hope that they win that first game just so we can see how they stack up against a team like Pioneer. Obviously, yeah. they're ranked number one, so it's it would be a heck of a task to uh, upend them. But I would love for an area team to get a chance like that to advance the state. So right. that'd be cool for sure. Right. So, all right. I think that covers softball. Let's uh, shift our attention and energy to baseball. We have one sectional champion from the baseball side, and it was Wawasee, as we all predicted last week. Um, Warriors beat Lakeland 8-1, Jimtown 5-3, and Northwood 3-2 to win the sectional championship. Uh, when we had Steve on here last week, Steve Crow, we kind of talked about Wawasee being that wild card kind of team in that sectional. You know, they've had some nice wins, had some really infuriating losses. Like, they've been up and down all year. The roller coaster of Wawasee baseball, you know, has been uh, an interesting ride. And sure enough, they they went up big time. It's at an all-time high right, right now. And, and kudos to Grant Brooks, the junior pitcher, won, won the Lakeland and the Northwood games, pitched complete games in both to get the wins. He is 6-1 with a 1-3-3 ERA on the season this year. He also leads the team with a 452 batting average, five homers, and 39 RBIs. It's pretty good. Well, they better throw him out there on uh, Saturday. He's going to pitch the first game Saturday. He, he better pitch the first game Saturday. Uh, he is their ace pitcher. He's committed to Butler University. Uh, he's only a junior, so we come back. he's going to come back next year, which is pretty exciting for them. Um Tough way for Northwood to end their season, too. Uh, before we talk more about Wabasee, but Northwood, 12 seniors. Uh, second straight season, they lose in the regional, or excuse me, the sectional final in kind of excruciating way. They lost a close game to Angola two years ago as well, where they kind of had a lead and then let it go late. Um, that's tough. You know, it's a tough way to end your season two years, two seasons in a row. I never know to say two years or two seasons because we didn't have a season last year. I think two seasons is the right term. It's probably probably for the best. Two seasons in a row. Two seasons would probably make more sense. And so just in this you yeah. know, situation. And and the way Northwood lost, it's like they kind of played out of character on on Monday. You know, air, like two two unearned runs in the second inning. You know, just dropping you know foul ball outs that could have been you know outs obviously, and just felt like they didn't be themselves the first couple innings of the game. You know, Sergio. 
uh, Lira Ayala was thrown out trying to steal home. You know, when they're kind of rallying, you know, in the third inning, it's just like... He threw all his chips in the table. He's like, it's postseason, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for it. Just didn't didn't very, work out, but... Yeah, just seemed like an uncharacteristic loss for them. And, of course, it came at the wrong time, and now they're, you know, they're going to be watching on Saturday like the, like the rest of us, watching Wallace play in that Belmont Regional. They probably um, won't be watching. They won't, well, AJ, I don't know, maybe he's watching a live they, stream. They might watch it, pay attention on social media, maybe. Yeah. Be like, hey, let's see what Wall of C does. Yeah. But Maybe. yeah, it's funny that, you know, this is what's happened because obviously we're thinking Northridge, Northwood, they could both win their sectionals, have a couple couple Fair, baseball teams. Fairfield as well on that two A one, I thought. Yeah. Had a chance and then they lost. We'll get to that in a second, but Then we only end up with one uh area yep. team in the regionals. Yep. So, so Wall of C 18-12, and 12, they played the second semifinal game at Belmont, which is located in Decatur, south of Fort Wayne. It's a nice mileage trip for you. We have a nice, it's, a, it's mileage Saturday, on uh, super mileage Saturday on uh, for the Goshen News. Uh, does, does Decatur have anything interesting? Uh, Fort Wayne's 20 minutes north, so that's what's interesting. Uh, I guess if Wabasee wins, I guess I'll end up in Fort Wayne probably. Yeah, you can figure out which restaurants have indoor dining or not. Like I did on Saturday. I'll probably just go to the mall or something. <laughs> You're really cool. You're a really cool kid like that. Uh, <laughs> they play Norwell. Wallace plays Norwell at uh, 1 p.m., approximately 1 p.m. I would bet that game doesn't start closer to 1.30, 1.45. Uh, first game of the day, Hamilton Heights, 19-9 against number two, Leo, who's 29-3. So Why does Leo have to be good at everything? They, that might be the fourth time. Uh, if if Wallace and Leo win... And then Leo beats Wallace C would be the fourth team from our coverage area this year to lose to Leo like in a playoff round at some point, which feels like a lot, you know? It does, and they probably will, because obviously if they win, Brooks can't pitch the second game. Right. It would come down to Cameron Salazar or Ty Brooks, Grant's younger brother. They're the other two primary pitchers for Wallace C. So you pretty much really need you really need Grant to pitch a complete game and win and then hope to God that Salazar and Ty can, you know, keep Leo at bay for the most part. I don't know what Leo's pitching rotation looks like or who their key guys are on offense. Um, we're trying to focus more just on Norwell than anything at this for Wallace at this point, right? So, um, but it's kind of similar to what Fairfield softball is in, where like they could easily win their first game on Saturday, and then the second game you're playing against one of the higher ranked teams or the highest ranked team in the class. So. You know, hey, you could pull an upset, make some magic happen. You never know, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think to see how both Wallace and Fairfield do on Saturday in their respective sports. Yeah. So, it would make sense to, you know, say, hey, both teams win the first game, but second game is going to be difficult. Right. But I would be, I think both of us would like for those teams to win both games, just mm-hmm. so it makes our trips maybe. A little more worth it, right? Right, right. So, well, we went to Newcastle, you know, back in March, and Northwood boys basketball won that first game, and then lost the second game when they should have won to Leo. And uh, thanks, refs. Yeah, uh, continuation. Swallow anyone? the whistle. <clears throat> Swallow mean, it. I don't know. Or call an intentional foul. One of the two. Something like that. Anyway, we'll not get back into that. That was. Anyway, that was depressing. Um, 
So yeah, Wawasee, here we go. Baseball, how about that? King, The kings and queens of the diamond, Wawasee this year. Softball and baseball sectional champions. First baseball sectional title since 1997, by the way. We were uh, two years old. Yes. You were two years old by May of 97. Yes. I was still only two by May of 97. I turned three in December of 97, so... <laughs> Rich was Rich uh, was forty five. Twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> Rich doesn't know how old he was in ninety seven. So, uh, all right, let's quickly run through some of the other baseball. Thirty seven. I said forty. What did I say? Forty five. And you said twenty five. Twenty seven. Yeah, I said twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> so I was closer, but I went over. So you win. Uh, yeah, let's go through some of the other baseball sectionals quickly. Uh, Northridge lost to Warsaw in the semifinals, and they did not pitch Carter Gilbert. Uh, Don't get that. You kind of get what you get. That's what happens when you risk. I mean, you take that risk, yeah. you could lose. And they, they lost to Warsaw in the regular season. Right, two weeks prior. So you would think, hey, we should get to the regional final by or sectional final by pitching our best guy. And it wasn't like it wasn't like Northridge lost ten nothing. I mean, they lost on a walk off hit, walk off double. You know, to uh, Warsaw, Alex Light. All with two outs in the bottom of the seventh, Warsaw put three runs together and won the game. So it wasn't like, I mean, they were one out away from the strategy of working, but also wouldn't you rather have your ace pitcher getting that one out for the strategy to work? You know what I mean? So What a rough way to lose. Yeah, right. I was actually talking to someone the other day about this, and they said, like, how do you, how uh, how does a coach talk to their team after the game and be like, yep, sorry guys, like, you know, didn't pitch our best pitcher and we lost. Sorry. Like, how do you do, like how do you talk to your team after that? You know what I mean? So, uh, tough way for them to end. They were, you know, they finished twenty-one and eight. You know, they had some nice wins in the regular season. They beat Penn, right? They hung with Homestead, and, and then Penn lost Elkhart. Elkhart yeah. won the sectional, so go figure, right? Um, kind of like in the boys' basketball section, right? Didn't expect Elkhart to win the, Believe, thing, and they did. The merged Elkhart uh, won sectionals in boys' soccer. Football, boys basketball, baseball this year. That's what you want. That's what you're trying to do when you merge, right? Just be good at all these sports, and they won all of the quote unquote revenue sports uh, sectional titles. So, congrats now, to the Lions. Now, none of them won, have won regional yet. Elkhart plays South Bend Adams in baseball, so we'll see if they win a regional game. But football lost on the regional, and uh, basketball lost on the regional to South Bend Adams. So, go figure. It's a rematch, kind of. Uh, so, yeah, Northridge. And then also Goshen and Concord also lost. Goshen lost to Penn. Concord Elkhart in that sectional. Mm-hmm. Goshen hung well against Penn, I thought. Uh, did better than I think most people would have yeah. prognosticated. They, I mean, they had to go up against one of the best pitchers in the area. Right. And Benjamin Gregory. So, I saw a stat that he hadn't given up a earned run in like 33 innings pitched. Mm-hmm. At one point this season, so I mean they got to him pretty pretty decently, but Penn is just too strong, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then over in two A thirty five, we kind of mentioned it a little bit. Westview lost in the sectional final to Central Noble. Uh, Warriors finished seven and eighteen. They uh, were winning that game five three. You were there. And yeah, they did uh, a really good job of. They fell behind three nothing. Things weren't looking great. But in third and fourth innings, they put together five runs combined. Took a 5-3 lead. Really had all the momentum. Unfortunately, they uh, 
Well, they they haven't had their best pitcher for a while. He's been suspended, so that hurt. Mm-hmm. So the pitcher they had in the sexual semifinals, Micah Miller, couldn't go, so that he wasn't available because they pitched him in the in the game against Fairfield. So they were playing musical pitchers. They they pitched four or five guys. Nothing was sticking in Central Noble, and also sloppy defense as well. But and Central Noble took advantage and ended up winning that game eleven to six. So eight yeah. run, eight run, half inning. We'll do that. Yeah. So you're yeah. not going to win a lot of games. Yeah. Giving just, up that. Just quick, like, I don't know if it's a shout out or like a sympathy shout out to Alec Hirschberger from Fairfield. That guy couldn't buy a break this year, dude. Like, sectional semifinal, he pitches like a gem. And Westview gets two runs in the bottom of the sixth on the diving attempt, catch attempt that falls out of the glove, you know. Like, just yep. painful, painful losses for Hirschberger. It's two outs. Three two. painful losses this year. One against Goshen, one against Eastside, and one against Westview, man. Like, that's just – I know he's a sophomore. He'll be back. He's a great pitcher, but, my God, like, that just stinks. <laughs> you know what I mean? That just stinks. Like, it's like, how do you how do you work up the uh, the motivation you right. know, to stay that crisp right. when you're consistently not getting run support? Right. So – uh, so yeah, Central Noble have fun going to Whiting, which is right near Chicago. So good luck. Um, and then one last note from Baseball World: Bethany Christian lost um, in the sectional semifinal to Blackhawk Christian, who then Blackhawk beat Fremont in a big upset in that sectional championship game. But Bethany won their first game over Fort Wayne Canterbury, five three, which means they have a winning record or had a finish with a winning record for the first time. Since 1992. By my math, Rich was... What was he? 37 years old in 97. 32. So he's 32 <laughs> when Bethany Christian last had a winning season. So if you want to do 32 plus 29 at home, you know how old Rich is. So He's uh, 60. At one. home. Not, not here. At home. <laughs> do your math at home. Um, Rich doesn't look 61, though. He looks great. He looks great. Looks so. like a crisp... Uh, 45. Mm. Chris 45? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, anyway, so that's it for, uh, so again, recap all that. Fairfield softball, Wawasee baseball. That's all we got left. On the diamond, at least. We still have a couple track athletes and uh, some boys golf. We'll talk about the track athletes now. One girl from going through to state, Hannah Hoffman from Northridge in the 200-meter dash. She is seated 24th out of 27. So her chances of making the finals appear to be a little slim. She'll run in the prelims on Saturday around 5.40 p.m. Uh, kudos to her for getting out of the sectional, or the, excuse me, out of the regional. Very tough regional with Penn and Warsaw. Schools like that loaded up in there, but she, she made it through. And Culver Academy. Culver Academy won the regional, so they're pretty good. Um, yeah, so kudos to her for getting out, but... Um, What's the stuff in uh, Space Jam? The is it MJ's secret stuff? Yeah, that's what she needs. She needs that secret stuff. Yeah. Yep. So as long so, as she gets some of that, yeah, she'll finish. Where, she'll finish where she wants to finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, I think she wants to finish first. So, um, I mean, let's not get carried away. <laughs> you know. Uh, she. I hope. I mean, I hope she does well. You know, I hope all of her athletes do well. Obviously, so it'd be cool. If she, she finishes above her seed line. That's that's the goal. That's pretty much a goal, right? So, uh, on the boys' side, the boys meets on Friday night. 
both both boys and girls start at 3 p.m. Friday and Saturday at Ben Davis High School, by the way. Um, we have Northridge has Carter Bach in both the shot put and discus. He is seated 8th in discus and 23rd in shot put. So there is a chance Bach could medal in, uh, or get on the podium here in shot, or excuse me, in discus. Um, he won the regional in disc with a 168-foot throw. Um, so that's pretty good. That's 15 feet farther than he threw at the sectional. So yeah, I was gonna say he had he had a sectional that didn't live up to expectations. But right, he only finished fourth in shot put at the sectional. Uh, he finished second in shot put at the regional. So he got through. Uh, this is his senior year. This is his last. You know, hoorah! So happy for him to be able to go down. Uh, the Northridge four by one hundred relay team is also running. They are seated twenty sixth. Uh, comprised of Zach Howie, Ty Hirschberger, Ricky Lloyd, and Chris Taylor. Uh, Coach Aaron Brick was telling me that that uh, four-person combo hadn't really ran the 100 relay much together uh, just because of various injuries throughout the year. So that was like the second or third time they ran it, and they placed, uh, they finished third at the section or the regional, so they got out, which is really cool. Um, so good for them. Uh, should be exciting. And then Jack Moore from Northridge also uh, seated eighth in the 3,200-meter run. He str- had a second-place finish at the, at the regional after winning the sectional by 20 seconds. So if he runs his seed time from the sectional of 918, he will potentially get top three to five in the, in the state. He runs 925 like he did at regional. He might finish – he'll probably finish in the top ten area, but – um, it's going to be very hard to beat uh, Isaiah Sturry from Angola. Uh, Sturry won the cross-country championship in the fall. He has ran a sub-9 3,200. <laughs> so uh, that's really hard to beat when you're not at 918. You're like, your 918 is great, and then you got Sturry running it in 854. He's got – It's like, wow. He got his hands on MJ secret stuff. He, oh, more than that. <laughs> Sturry, Sturry is only a junior too, so he's back next year to, you know, win more things for Angola. So Jack Moore fell to eighth because he had a bad regional. He ran at nine twenty five yeah. regional, right? They take your regional time. That's where they seed you. So he lost to the Penn kid, who's like seated seventh. They were like neck and neck down the final stretch of the race. So. Um, yeah, should be uh, should be a competitive thirty two hundred race at least for like second and third. Castorial, which when he's really he's 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 really impressive to watch. Um, mm-hmm. And then also um, have a couple more kids, uh, two in the two hundred dash and two in the sixteen hundred meter run. Uh, Concord's Jatan Thomas uh, is seated twentieth in the two hundred meter dash. He originally finished fourth in the 200 and then one of the uh athletes ahead of him scratched so he actually moved up to third so he got Mm -hmm. to go to state um otherwise he would have been worrying about his time getting in or not but so he became an automatic qualifier uh by that and west nobles Jalen gonzalez also in the 200 he seated 23rd so both those guys you know they have outside chances to make the finals they run prelims uh top eight make the final race obviously so it's tough uh, it's going to be tough but hey both those guys getting a chance to go to state obviously it's got to be an incredible experience for them so uh, I would say yeah, right. definitely either way right right. regardless of how they do like all these all these guys are having a great experience going. I'm sure going down 
Um, and then two more runners, uh, like I mentioned in the 1600, Goshen's Drew Hogan. He won the regional race, and he is seated 18th in the 1600 meter run. And then Northwoods Brady Hunsberger was second at the regional. He is seated 20, or excuse me, third, third of the regional, and he was seated 25th in the 1600. So uh, two kids from the NLC going down there and running the 1600. Uh, so uh, I'll be intrigued to see how Hogan does. The guy, the kid is just a like natural competitor. It's only one race, right? 1600 is just one race with all 27 guys. Um, you know, obviously his time is what it is, but you know, I don't really ever count out Drew Hogan to like pull out some like really impressive performance. I'm not saying he's going to win here, but like first place, <laughs> first place. If he finished like if he finished like top ten, like that wouldn't even surprise me. You know. I mean, I think that's doable. Right. From his seating. Right. And most of those times are like within a second of each other. You know what I mean? So it's really splitting hairs when it comes to running, you know, those types of races. Like Hunsberger got third place by 0.04 seconds over Concord's Anthony Roberts in the uh, regional. Right. That's insane. Like missing state by 0.04 seconds. So. Poor guy. So yeah, state track, Friday and Saturday, Ben Davis High School. Boys on Friday, girls on Saturday. So should be good. Brandon Beachy, we'll Brandon there. Beachy will be shooting photos down there. I will be watching it live from the office. <laughs> uh, I was going to go down to Indianapolis uh, for it, but uh, Northridge girls tennis lost on Saturday. Transition to the Northridge girls tennis team fell in the semi-state match to Homestead three to two. Riley Wheatley, Lila Dean got the wins at one and two singles, uh, but wasn't enough to get over the. Sixth ranked Spartans. Uh, that's a it's a tough loss, man. It was a tough loss. Uh, Homestead's really good at the double spots, man. So that mm-hmm. was going to be an uphill battle. And uh, three singles, too. You know. Um, what about it, one doubles? I mean, that surprised me. They were. I mean, Peyton, yeah. Peyton and Bryn. Were well, like, I guess I guess the one doubles team from Homestead is one of the best in the state. That's what Austin Christner said, the coach from Northridge. Um, I think someone said that they might have won like the individual doubles state championship two years ago when it was played. They're both seniors from Homestead. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't they were playing they were pretty good. And honestly, kudos to to uh Gaylor and Keeper. Man, they played the hard set. That was probably the most competitive match of the five. Uh really intense, really fun to watch. A lot of good uh, you know, deuce points, right? Like the wind was kind of a factor all day and you know they battled, man. It was a war, uh, to say the least, and uh, just just fell a little short against a really war. really dominant <laughs> dominant team. You said that after I think too. I did, I did. That was a, it. Was a war. It's an inside joke, um, for only for us to laugh at. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, tough tough way for them to lose, but heck of a season, man. Sixteen and one, first sectional since thirteen, first regional since twenty thirteen. I was eighteen. You were 18. Yes. Rich was 50. <laughs> Two, <Austin>. three. <laughs> Big fan of what Austin's doing, though. First year. First year yeah. coaching the Northridge girls. And he really got started like mm-hmm. a couple weeks before the season started. Right. And then you go, go on a run like they did this right. season. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. will be interesting to see how they are next year. They lose five of the seven players that played the bulk of their season this year. 
Uh, only players coming back are Dean at two singles and number two, the number two doubles player Morgan Mack will be back next year. Lila so. Dean's going to be a force. She will be really good at the one single spot. That's for sure. Um, Guaranteed. Yeah. All right, and then uh, just quickly, boys golf. Shout out, boys golf. Uh, sectionals Friday, Metal Valley, eight a.m. start. You'll be out there, Evan. Uh, I'll be there, not at eight a.m. Not at eight a.m., but you know you get there eventually. Uh, Northridge and Lakeland actually played eighteen holes at Metal Valley on Tuesday. Northridge shot three thirty-seven, Lakeland three forty-nine. So a little bit of maybe of a sneak peek preview of uh, what sectional might bring for both those teams. Ben Kyle from Lakeland shot seventy-two. It's pretty impressive. Uh, Ty Miller was the low guy for Northridge 81. Low guy. Low guy. Um, <laughs> top three teams and the top five individuals on non-advancing teams go to the regional, which is on June 10th at Swan Lake Golf Course in Plymouth. Give me Goshen, Northwood, and Concord. Whoa. No Northridge. No. No Lakeland. No. Wow, Concord's going to sneak out. Okay, you heard it here first. I'm going to go... I think Northridge and, uh, Northridge and Lakeland will get some individuals, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I think team-wise, those three will get out. I'm going to go... So I'm sure I'll be very wrong. I'm going to go Goshen. Not in any order. I don't know how they're going to finish. I'm just going to pick the three I think are going to get out. Goshen, Northridge. And I'm debating Concord or Northwood at this point. So that's a toss-up in my brain. So, um, give me... You know what? You picked Northwood and Concord. And Northwood, Concord, Goshen. I'll take Goshen, Northridge, Northwood. I'll just take the Northwood. The Nords. The I do Northern. like Northridge. It's just they lost a player. So, I don't know if that affects well, them at and all. Northwood's, Northwood's out their number four player, too. Um, I heard uh, Kyle Kripe, who was the number four player, is technically too old to play now in the... That the state is tournament. True. So Northwood kind of comes in missing a number four guy. Northridge is down a guy. Now I feel even better about Concord. Concord, Concord could get out. Concord's playing really well right now. They are trending in the right direction. Um, they are playing their best golf at the right time, right? All the coach cliches. Um, so Concord could definitely get out. We need, I think, to, we I need think to see some roundoffs from if, Coach Petty. If Lakeland doesn't get out, I think Ben Kyle goes as an individual for sure. Um Northridge, Ty Miller could get out. Brock Rushley could get out as an individual. If Goshen, for some reason, doesn't make it out as a team, you know, you got Chase Meyer, who could get out. Jake Jackson Guype as well. Um, Will Harris. Will Harris from Concord. Andrew Bondurant from Concord as well <laughs> yeah. could get out. Uh, there are definitely, like, it's going to be pretty much all of our coverage area teams will get out. And uh, with nine of them there, we're pretty much guaranteed that anyway. Yep. Um, Jimtown is kind of struggling this year. So they're not going to probably get anybody out. Probably not best. And uh, Prairie Heights is not that strong either. So, and I forgot who the other non-coverage area team is there, but everyone else is there. So Wawasee, by the way, goes down to Rosella Ford Golf Club, and they play on Friday in the Warsaw sectional. Bremen. Bremen's the other team there. So, yes, feels like it's going to be an all Goshen news advancement, uh, depending on a snack bar is available. In the clubhouse. Mm. Coolers and food. Now not to be brought on the premise. Now you're excited to be co-covering this, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, actually, the one in Bent Oak, Oak and Elkhart, they have like a walk-up snack bar. Yeah, I know. They're nice. And when I was parched, I went and bought myself a Sprite. Isn't that nice? And it was free refills. 
That's pretty nice. So, so nice. it was. So yeah, we talked about a lot this week, man. Busy week. Uh, we have another busy weekend coming up. Obviously, uh, pretty much starts Friday. The weekend, air quote, starts Friday. Ladies with, and gentlemen, with the weekend. The weekend, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> if if this is live stream, what that would have been great. I know the visual People was really important you. there. Just go look it up on Twitter if you don't know what we're talking about. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know Friday golf. Sectional state track, uh, Saturday softball semi state baseball Regionals. regional Sunday S- track. What about track, Notre Dame? Track and Notre Dame baseball hosting hosting regional starts Friday. First time since two thousand four. Wow, I was uh, ten years old when they last hosted. I was nine. Anyway, yeah. let's stop with his age stuff. <laughs> Rich was twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of it. No more. <laughs> no more age talk. Okay. Hey, you know. Uh, yeah, we'll be there for that, too. So maybe the Fighting Irish can uh, get out of the regional and go play the Mississippi State Bulldogs yeah, in the Starkville might, Super might Regional. Notre Dame might have got it robbed out of a uh, Super Regional host bid. but Yeah, 10, they at least, 10 national seed, yeah. They at least get the regional. And they could still host Super Regional if there's some chaos down there at Mississippi State. So no matter what, those two regionals winners will play each other. So if Notre Dame is you know tenth and you know someone upsets Mississippi State, Notre Dame hosts super regional. So you never I know. Think, I don't think the Bulldogs are going to lose, man. It's SEC school. They SEC, just, it just means man. more. It just means more down there. Yep. So so we'll see. All right. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. What a busy week, man. We survived. No, this week is just as busy. So not at no. I wouldn't five, say that it's busy, but got a Fairfield preview to do. Wall um, previews, kind of. Yeah, I got it Friday, obviously sectional for golf, and then we got all that stuff to do on Saturday, and then mm. potentially something to do on Sunday, maybe something on Monday. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> we sleep it's in July. We sleep in July. <laughs> so, and then I get to get my wisdom teeth taken out the week after as a celebration. Oh, right, congratulations yeah. on getting through this crazy month. Here we go. Here's a surgery to get your teeth removed. So it's awesome. All right, well, that's Evan Leepeck. I'm Austin Huff. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week to recap all of the festivities from this weekend. It should be a very exciting and eventful weekend. It should be another great podcast next week. We look forward to hearing you listen to the podcast, I guess. That's very weird. That makes sense? I don't know. Nope, sure doesn't. Thank anyway. you. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye.